you know, Rebecca, I know you would agree with me that in every workshop that we do for the spouses and in, you know, so many of our groups, what we hear is that the, um, the deception, the mm. lying, the being um, blocked out of information is so, so painful, sometimes mm. more than the acting out behavior itself. Mm. And so this, this point here really emphasizes um, the, the willingness piece of what we said is huge, mm. that there is a willingness to be forthcoming um, in both formal disclosures and formal ways and in other ways. Welcome to the Faithful and True Podcast. Today we are here with our usual host, Dr. Greg Miller. Greg, good to see you as always. It's good to be here. And once again, we have uh, we have the return appearance of both Beth Miller and Rebecca Deckers from our staff. Uh, ladies, great to see you. Thanks for joining us Hi. again. Good gonna, to be here. Yeah, we're going to continue this conversation about what a man can do, uh, the things he can do to help rebuild trust in his relationship. Okay, great. And Randy, I'm glad that you said it that way because I realize, um, I don't know if we've said this in any of the podcasts, but what we're talking about is also true for couples who are dating or who are engaged. You know, we've been using the language of husbands and spouses, but we also work with a lot of couples that are not married yet. And when there has been bro uh, trust broken in a dating relationship or an engagement, these principles are also true there. Mm -hmm. So um, if you're listening and you're not married yet, you can just know that the things that we're talking about are applicable as you seek to re rebuild trust in your relationship. So whoever wants to start us off, what is the principle today that we're going to be talking about as far as what a man can do to begin to rebuild trust? Yeah. Well, one of the things that uh, he can do to rebuild trust, and this is a significant one, is that he is willing to talk about the past, and that includes full disclosure. Mm -hmm. So I think it would be good for us if we can unpack this a little bit to talk about two pieces of this. What, uh, just to briefly mention what full disclosure is, and then also the other ways that um, a husband can be willing to talk about the past that really makes a deposit back into this uh, bank of trust, if you will. Okay. So let's start with this idea of full disclosure, that we hear a lot of this, we believe in it. Um, Mark and Deb have written a, a paper on how we do full disclosure at Faithful and True. But just briefly, what are some of the components of a full disclosure that we believe that Faithful and True are important? Well, really, there's a couple of, I think of full disclosure kind of as two phases, and both parts are um, super helpful for 
partners in particular, if we're talking about how this rebuilds trust. Um, the first path is the work with the partner to, with a professional, ideally, to assemble their story of how um, these behaviors, these coping mechanisms, the, really their whole life development of their sexual history. Um, and it's really a therapeutic purpose for them to get to understand and wrap their arms around their why. How did we get here? Um, the second part, I always think of it as the purpose for of sharing that so that the partner can experience that posture change. Um, my, my partner is knowable. Um, this isn't hidden and I'm having to find it. There's a, a posture of being offered this information rather than having to play detective. Um, and that really is on the, the date of disclosure, hopefully with professional support, um, that, that there's that gift of offering and that you get to receive. Um, and now we, we have that feeling of I've, I've reached the bottom of this. Uh, I, I, I'm not searching for more. I'm not having to dig further. We've reached the bottom mm -hmm. and we can settle a little yeah. bit now. Mm. One of the things we hear a lot is before full disclosure, we hear women say, I know what I know because I've either um, been, I, recently I heard the term Sherlocking. Mm -hmm. I've been doing a lot of private investigating on her own, you know, like this digging around for information because she's been in the dark mm -hmm. um, or she knows what she knows because of the specific question she's asked. And then often I will hear, and I'm not sure I've thought of every question I need to ask. Mm -hmm. And you know, Rebecca, I know you would agree with me that in every workshop that we do for the spouses and in, you know, so many of our groups, what we hear is that the, um, the deception, the mm -hmm. lying, the being um, blocked out of information is so, so painful, sometimes mm -hmm. more than the acting out behavior itself. Mm -hmm. And so this this point here really emphasizes um, the, the willingness piece of what we said is huge, that there is a willingness to be forthcoming um, in both formal disclosures and formal ways and in other ways. And one of the things that we talk to the men about is, you know, we do believe that this is a gift that we offer our spouse What's also true for the man is many of us have grown up with the belief that if people knew me fully, they would reject me. Mm -hmm. And so until I'm fully known, I'm going to live with that core belief. And so it's this idea that to the extent that I'm known is the extent that I can be loved. And so there is this healing component that in time, and that's an important thing, in time mm -hmm. can lead to intimacy and connection. Um, but if the information hasn't been shared, it limits the ability of the couple to really create intimacy going forward. You know, mm -hmm. one of the things that we hear is, well, I don't want to tell my spouse because it will hurt her. And what we often say is sometimes truth is hurtful. Um, mm -hmm. To share it will be hurtful and it's yeah. not harmful. You know, I've mm -hmm. heard that phrase by many of the women that work at Faithful and True, this idea that it's hurtful, it's not harmful. It's the deception, mm -hmm. the hiding that is actually harmful. Yeah. You know, and I hear so often from, well, I guess what I would want wives to hear, I would say it this way, is that, of course, you've been seeking information. 
Um, of course, you've been trying to figure this out. You know, often wives will come in and kind of beat themselves up. You know, I'm ruminating and I, I keep asking all these questions and I know this isn't good. I shouldn't do this. Um, and I would rather take the stance of, of course you were. Um, to, to understand and make sense of your reality um, is is key to feel to any sort of well-being. Um, and if there's stuff rumbling around in the distance uh, or in your in your environment and you can't name it and you can't quite figure out what that is, of course you have this antenna coming up the back of you kind of uh, like a heat-seeking missile. Um, and yeah, like you said, Beth, often there's this sense if I don't ask it just right, even yeah. down to verb tenses, then yes. I might not get all the information. And that tends to get couples really locked in a cycle of, you know, I, I asked this question, we had this big conversation, and later I'm laying in bed and I'm like, oh, but I didn't ask it this way. So there might be something more. Mm -hmm. And it's why full disclosure can be such a gift to mm -hmm. the couple, to both people, because yeah. there's this sense of I, I am, you know, I I can ask it like, hey, I, I need to know this. And it's offered in a robust, I like that word, robust truth or a rigorous yeah. truth um, instead of having to ask yeah. it just right. And I get just the right, yeah. that little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the idea of the, our conversations about things that rebuild trust. And mm -hmm. what's true is being the, in the inquisitor role and asking the questions, mm -hmm. even if the husband is being honest and, you know, a, a lot of the men will say, you can ask me anything and I will tell you the truth. It's in their initiate when the spouse is initiating, even if the answer is truthful, it doesn't necessarily lead to trust. Mm -hmm. And if the wife has discovered things because she's a detective and she's researched, again, that doesn't lead to trust. But as both of you have said, it's the offering of the information mm -hmm. um, that really begins that foundation of trust going forward. Yeah. So, like we said, there's these kind of two distinctions here. There is a formal full disclosure, like Rebecca described, that ideally is done with the help of therapists. Then going forward, there's also um, a spirit of willingness to share a lot of different things about the past. It may be that um, he's doing work with his therapist to get underneath some of the why of the behavior. Mm -hmm. And I hear so many women talking about how trust building that is when he is growing in his capacity to say, wow, I had this awareness today. Mm -hmm. um, I'm having, I'm putting some pieces together about, you know, what happened with this situation when I was five, for example. And part of what we're talking about is not just being forthcoming about the acting out, it's also being forthcoming about um, how he's starting to understand his story, his emotions, his feelings. Um, that's one of the ways that, as we've said in a previous podcast, we are experiencing our partner differently mm. when what's being shared about the past is um, some some willingness to offer that, and which really not only does it create a sense of trust building, that's foundational to creating a sense of intimacy in the partnership mm. as well. 
Mm. Well, and I would say that the part of the man that shares it is important. So I can talk about the past, but if I talk about it through the lens of either blame or shame, I'm blaming the past for my acting out or my choices, mm. or I'm so filled with shame, I'm not in my own truth and I'm not owning my choices, that's not going to build trust. But when I'm able to be grounded in my truth as a wise adult, and I'm able just to talk about that, then that's about understanding. Because if I have either blame or shame, I'm stuck. I'm not taking responsibility. But if I'm able to own it, then I can change something that I own. Mm -hmm. So I think one thing that can happen is sometimes a guy is talking about his past, but the wife isn't left with a sense of hope because intuitively she's sensing that this is about blame or shame, not about truth and ownership. Does that seem accurate? Yes, absolutely. That there... It is different. And I like your words, that sense that if, if I have some ownership, I can change it. There's a mm -hmm. sense of growth or learning about it rather than sort of a, a shutdown place. Um, you know what? Another thing I would love to say is often there's a sense in the early stages and, well, I would say over the course of recovery, the sense of, you know, your husband grabbing you by the hand and be like, come on, wife, let's look forward. Like, let's not look back there. Mm -hmm. um, it's somewhat scary. Um, and I just really want what's ahead. You know, let's just let's pretend or not pretend. Let's let's not think about that. We, we I just want to think about forward. And that, that's a hard place for wives. That's actually a lot of pain. Um, because they're, they're, you know, Beth said it earlier, there's a sense that all this has been dumped on me and I'm still sorting that out. So it feels very alone in that. Um, and um, the willingness, like we said, not just in full disclosure, but all of life to sort of be willing to, to look backwards. Um, to not have to again fight or elbow for that like let's let's look back you know I was sitting with a couple earlier today and they um, the husband had an awareness that a conversation was leading someplace that might be a trigger for the wife um, and his willing and and then he noticed that we might need to back away from that um, and my strong encouragement was to just name that like I'm, I'm being aware this may be a trigger for you um, because this is a, a big thing I like to think about. These are opportunities now where we can grieve together. That mm -hmm. now, because we are looking, we have that um, communal uh, language between the two of us about some of these hard things back there, um, that these things that may trigger, now we can grieve these things together. I'm, I'm not alone in my grief. This is really, we're together on um mourning, grieving, letting go of some of these hard things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. one, one thing that is in some ways unique about the way that Faithful and True encourages full disclosure is we want the sexual history timeline to be from birth to the present. And it's not just what has happened within the relationship. And the reason that we believe that's important is it does give a context to the wife for the history of the sexual acting out so that she can understand this predates me. I'm not responsible for this. This was in place before we met. What's also true though, and I, I've heard Deb talk about this, in time, and again, that's an important thing, in time, it can actually create compassion when mm -hmm. the wife understands this little boy who was exposed to sexuality way before he was able to handle it 
and the chaos that it created. Mm -hmm. And again, it doesn't excuse the behavior. It simply gives a context and an understanding that is important. One, mm -hmm. one thing I want to address is there are a lot of men out there, kind of what you were saying, Rebecca, that just want to focus on the future. Mm -hmm. And they use some sort of spiritual context to justify that. You know, I am a new creation. God has forgiven me. Let's just talk about the future. And I want to remind men that want to try to spiritualize avoidance of the past, that the scripture is all about telling the story of the past. All you have to do is read the Old Testament and there's this constant invitation of God to tell the story of the past and tell the whole story. You know, one of the unique attributes of the Jewish faith is when they talked about the, the preeminent, uh, preeminent figures of the faith, they tell everything, all of the story. And so there's a model in that that we can each um, follow to say, okay, it's not just talking about the things that make me comfortable, but it really is telling the full story so that I can be known. Because in the telling of this whole story, not only is it my story, but it's also God's story as God was present with me in it. Mm -hmm. So I want to just re-emphasize that there's not just an avoidance of the past for some sort of spiritual justification, but to tell the past is a way that we can be fully known and connected to God. Mm -hmm. I think uh, one of the things that's important to name here too is, so let's say that a couple has had full disclosure and sometimes one of the things I hear is that a husband will say, hey, so that's kind of behind us. We've, we've done that. I've seen some wives do that too, um, who maybe just like you were saying, Rebecca, where a husband says, let's just look into the future. I think sometimes a wife can fall into that same pattern of that feels easier to just, you know, we're running the race set before us rather than considering what else may need discussed. Full disclosure is such a helpful offering, and it doesn't mean the door is closed to having conversation about things from the past in a couple of different ways. One, the wife may have more questions, mm -hmm. um, and it's not that the husband was purposefully even hiding anything in the full disclosure, but as months unfold, she may begin to wonder, you know, is like... I hadn't really thought about how the addiction might have impacted this. Is this, you know, a way that that showed up back then? Um, and so she she gets to loop back around. The door is not closed. And hopefully he will be receptive um, and ideally not defensive to hear those questions. Um, men, if you're listening, I would say it can be so helpful to use phrases like, well, it makes sense that you would ask that. I created a situation that would cause you to wonder about that. I mean, the more that you can validate your wife's reality, that really is so trust building. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I've, I think can be really helpful is when a man will purposefully intentionally bring up something that might be hard to talk about. Mm -hmm. That's huge. That is such a trust builder of saying like, hey, I'm aware we're coming up on this anniversary date or to drive past this part of town. Hey, I, I want to acknowledge that could be challenging. It makes sense that our human nature is to, you know, 
We're not talking about this like, and hope if you're driving in that part of town, your wife's looking out the other window. But it's so honoring to her and really trust building to name, hey, this this is tough and I see you and I just want to name that. And and I also want, you know, one of the, the things for men is to really get in there and figure out what is my resistance about? You know, I, I know that the, this is where family rules come in, where if you grew up in a home where you didn't talk about difficult things, you know, um, I think one of the family rules in our home was if you talk about bad things, it just makes it worse. So it makes perfect sense that not only is there just a general hesitancy to talk about a difficult, painful thing, but if that was the nature of your family system growing up, it becomes even more challenging. So if you find yourself resistant to mention that stuff, and I can own that that's still part of my story, I can still have reactions to just figure out why do I have such a resistance to talk about the past? You know, if you grew up in a home that one of the family rules is we don't talk about the past. We don't acknowledge it, you know. Um, we just focus on the future or we just focus on the present or um, if a bad thing happened in the past, it's disrespectful to bring it back up. All of those are going to come into play. And so if I want to live differently, I, I find it helpful to understand what my resistance might be in order to do that. One, one thing I would also say is um, the more that a couple can just begin to integrate their recovery into their conversations as just a natural way to talk. You know, one of, mm. and I've mentioned this before, but one of the commitments that Beth and I made was after an appointment, after group, at some point we would just check in with the other person what we talked about or we processed. And that's still true now. And what's yeah. also true is there, you know, I can have an appointment with my therapist and Beth will check in how did it go or I may bring it up. And what may also be true is in that moment, I may not be ready to process it because it still feels pretty fresh. And yet the commitment is, and I will talk to you about this. I will mm. include you. And it's not out of, oh, I got to include Beth. It's this is the person I want to include. This is the person that I want to know what's going on. And that's a shift that I think is significant. It's I want to be a part of your story as we look towards our future. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, we want to thank all of you for joining us today on the Faithful and True podcast. It's uh, been great to have your input and your your wisdom and your experience, and we're sure that our loyal listeners have appreciated it all. Uh, if you are seeing our podcast for the first time, we invite you to visit our website, faithfulandtrue.com, where you'll find many resources available to you. Over 400 Faithful and True website, uh, podcast episodes, as well as all the information and registration available for our three-day intensive workshops. Uh, we do the men's journey workshop every month and then the women's journey and couples journey workshops uh, throughout the year, a couple of times throughout the year. So we invite you to visit faithfulandtrue.com and uh, just visit those pages to get more help and have the opportunity to register and come to see us here at Faithful and True. In the meantime, we hope that you have a fantastic day. We hope that this week is a week for you that's filled with many blessings and with great vision.